Hello, Texans, and welcome to the program that brings you inside NRG Stadium, the Hyundai Texans radio studio. We were outside. We are inside. We're all about the town. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you, Texans All Access, as we review day one of Texans training camp. We were on the air this morning, 8 to 10 a.m. with Texans training camp live. Visited with Nick Casario. You're going to hear a big chunk of that coming up soon here in this particular program. Also, our friend, Mr. Brooks. They call me Mr. Brooks, the safety. Terrence Brooks, we're looking forward to visiting with him. And Christian Kirksey, DP Sidhu catches up with him. And also, A.J. Can. you've heard of him, along that O-line. Drew Doherty actually sings with A.J. Can. They sing an Alicia Keys song, not the whole thing, some of it, because, you know, everybody's been out in the heat, and Johnny, we're feeling it a little bit, but it feels good to have camp back in action. Yeah, very cool. The fact that they're singing Alicia Keys might be even cooler. And that just raises AJ Can in in my book. I am not the musician that you are, but I am a huge fan of of all music. Alicia Keys is definitely on the uh is on the shuffle. Uh, as is Wu-Tang Clan uh who hit about 5:45 as I was driving in protect your neck and I'm driving on the loop and, of course, at 545 in the morning, you can actually drive on the loop. You're not stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to practice. Wu-Tang Clan just came on the air in the shuffle, and I'm all about it. And I'm just, like, geeked up. And I'm like, I still got two hours before practice starts. Ooh. But it was awesome. It was fun. It was good to get hyped again uh, and to see guys at practice and see them getting things done. It was uh, – it, it's – it's hard to put into words. This is was training camp 16 for me, Mark. I know it was 21 for you. You've seen them all. And I it just it felt as good as any first day that I've seen from the Texans. Just really excited to be back out there, see the fans, um, see the guys again and all that. It was just great. Well, a couple of truths, right? Adversity is always going to be there with a football team. And you can always find it no matter how harmonious things are. We have the John Mechie situation, and thank goodness that's not as bad as it could possibly be. Uh, He'll get through that. Uh, Other injuries are going to come up. I'm sure we'll hear about them as the days progress here. But nothing hopefully too serious for some of the players you're counting on the most. We'll see how it goes. But another truth, this offseason has been so optimistic. It's been filled with good vibes, lovey taking over, all the other things we've gone over. And I think it bled into day one very nicely. So a real solid first day that we saw. I know they've done some other stuff before we were able to watch them. And they'll be back out there for a Saturday practice. Be very nice. OTA-type practice. Then Monday, get into pads. That's going to be outstanding. But, Johnny, I know you wrote Harris Hits on HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app. Everyone should take a look at that as you're listening to us, of course. But tell me two or three of the things that stood out to you about day one. Give me your first thing, and we'll react, and we'll just go down the line here. I, I don't want this to be – I know a lot of people, you know, people that know me for a long time know that I don't just talk about the stars every time we get on the air. and Yeah. I talk about, you know, JJ and Hop back in the day or, mm-hmm. you know, in this case, talking about Brandon Cooks. But I realized as I was watching Brandon, and I, we've been watching Brandon for three years, but I'm getting to see more of um, I'm getting to see more of practice than I that I ever have because we're on the air. So I'm seeing more of it and I'm seeing and appreciating. I think Brandon Cooks maybe more than I ever have. And 
one thing I didn't see, I didn't see until later. It was the very first play. What you know, seven, there's seven on seven, right? Everybody knows seven on seven. Linebackers, DBs against wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, all that. There's no linemen, seven on seven. We know that. Well, Lovey has made half line seven on seven. So they got just half the drill on one side, half the drill on the other side. And so I'm watching that and I'm watching Brandon. And at that point, Derek Stingley is on the field. And Derek has been going through just that half line drill and individual stuff like that. So they're ramping him up slowly. That wasn't even something he did in OTA. So they're giving him that, seeing how he responds. And I got a feeling that we'll see him in the teamwork later on, but he hasn't seen the teamwork. So first route, going against Brandon Cooks. And Brandon just fires off the line. And he's going towards the teal lot. So he's going south. And it looks like he just run go route. And that's what Stingley thought too. So Stingley turns his back. As he's going to run, he, he turns his back and he loses where Brandon is because Brandon ran into his blind spot. And so Sting doesn't even see that Brandon has broken to the out route and he's wide open. And it just the, the, what stood out to me was just the little things that I noticed about how Brandon was doing things, being able to run in the blind spot of a defensive back to the way he runs his route so hard and so precise. And just the way he does things. I mean, the first route, he that was the first route he ran of the day. And it was just as explosive and just as hard and just as fast as the last route he ran in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So I love seeing that from, the, uh, you know, from a star, from the, the team, arguably the team's best player, that there is not a practice rep taken for granted. There is, you know, never anything about the game taken for granted. We love him. We've had him on the air, but it just felt like today I was, I could see it in a different light and just really appreciate him that much more. And then, oh, by the way, he makes the catch of the day. He's running a, he's running a curl route and Davis has got to throw it to get it over to linebacker. Cause linebacker made a pretty good drop. And I'm telling you, Brandon sky. I mean, he was up in the air and I had a great view of it. He is up in the air for a while and he is up in the air and he snatched it. Went above his head, brought nice. it down, made the catch. And I just I – lo- I love that about him. I thought the tight ends were really good. Farrell Brown had the next best catch down the seam, going up over a DB. Uh, those, I thought that was, that was fantastic from Farrell. I wrote Brevin Jordan's name or number. I write my numbers in my book. I wrote number nine down a lot. And here's the last one. And this is going to sound sort of strange, I guess. But – it feels like the receiver core, and I'm talking a lot about the receivers because it's still a passing practice, basically. There are no sure. pads, so you're not hitting anybody. So it's more passing practice. The young players that they have brought in, be it Drew Estrada, be it Johnny Johnson, Chad Beebe, um, Davion Davis, and I'm sure I know I'm missing, I'm missing O'Connor Weddington. I wrote yeah. his name down, number down a few times. Jalen Camp. Jalen Camp, but those those first guys in particular, those guys are more slot receiver like guys. But man, I'm telling you, they add something because of their twitch, because of their speed. Now it's going to be a hard nut to crack at that receiver core, but you know there's going to be a spot open that wasn't thought to be open because of unfortunately what's going on with John Mechie. But I'm watching Estrada and I'm watching Connor Weddington. And these guys can move. I mean, they can run. And their change of direction is outstanding. I I got stuck on Estrada a few times watching him. Like, this joker can fly. And 
finding different ways. And I know Baylor found different ways to get him the ball. Dartmouth found different ways to get him the football because he can run. 81 is somebody to keep an eye on. But those young guys, all oh, you could see the twitch and the explosiveness in those younger guys that I think makes that group that much more tough to cover. So it's making it tough on the defense. But they, uh, they, those guys really stood out to me, those younger inside receivers and how quick and twitchy they are. Uh, today in practice, but thought Davis did well. Mark, he missed on two deep balls uh, to Brandon Cooks, uh, but that was pretty much it. There was one point where he had, I think, five, six in a row, and the only time he got stopped was a sack. There was a, a pass that got away from a one thing, but he, he was the only thing he really, I don't see he struggled with, but just missed Brandon on those deep balls by the yard. He overthrew him, just launched it, overthrew him. Um, there's one throw he made to Chris Conley. Con- yeah, Conley. On the sideline, deep out. I mean, how often do I deep out route from the far hash? And I did the math on it. You can see it in Harris hits. It's about a 37-plus yard throw. And he put it on the exact outside number at the exact right spot on a rope from 37 yards away. And I know people have talked, well, does he have the arm? Does he have the arm? Yeah, he's got the arm strength. So as I put it, as I put in Harris hits, Arm strength badge acquired. We can move on from that. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. couple of comments on what you just said. Brandon Cooks, absolutely one of the best receivers in the league. Great to see him with those great habits that can rub off on other people as well. But you have that weapon. You have one of the best in the game in your arsenal, and maybe it doesn't get discussed enough. The Davis Mills practice today, you mentioned those blemishes, maybe throws he'd want back. I just felt like for day one, here you are, and he's your quarterback, and Lovey Smith is over there after practice unsolicited. He's got my vote as captain and went on and on about him. And I know the afternoon guys, Ron and Clint, were talking about this, but I think it shows how far Davis has come and how much of a great example and how he really went after it in the off season. He just showed all the leadership. You and I interviewed 25 guys around minicamp, and they were all bringing up that leadership word constantly unsolicited. So I think it showed you a lot about Davis today, and I'm eager to see more. I can't wait to watch Saturday's practice. Can't wait to watch all the practices with Mills and see how he improves. You got to see that arrow continue to go up. You know what I loved? And it goes back kind of the point about Brandon Cooks. So I mentioned that he missed. Cooks on two deep balls. He had him on a post route uh, against quarters, and Brandon split the two safe, split the safety in quarter corner, and he just missed him. And then they ran a little switch release, and it looked like man coverage. And he ran the wheel route, and he got a step. I think it was on Tremon, and he got a step on Tremon, and Mills lofted it. He just lofted it too far. So after practice, I'm talking to uh, I was talking to Cal McNair after practice, and just talking about how things are going. I look up in that far end zone where Davis had missed going in that direction towards Brandon. And Davis is standing at about the 40-yard line, and Brandon's in the end zone, and Davis is just lobbing 45 yarders, just trying to put it on the dime to Cooks, working on an exact throw that he had missed in practice, just taking rep after rep after rep. What you want to see. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see. And it wasn't for show. I think it was, look, I needed – I need to get better making those throws. And he worked on it with the guy that uh, he, he didn't connect with uh, in Brandon Cook. So it was great to see him adjust. And 
there are always certain throws for a quarterback that it takes a little while. He's, you know, for some guys that might be the intermediate dig, you know, that, that deep dig coming off a dagger with the guy flying up the field and that deep dig at 18, 20 yards. Some guys, it's the out route. Some guys just take a little while to kind of get back in rhythm. And, you know, maybe with the deep ball, because Davis, I thought, threw the deep ball pretty well last year, Mark. I mean, he made a couple of tremendous throws deep down the sideline. So maybe that comes around uh, a little bit sooner than later, and he's got to be able to do that. But the fact that he realized, okay, here's why I missed it. I'm going to make the adjustment. I'm going to work with Brandon, and we're going to get it right. Next time, we're going to hit it for a touchdown. Because if there's anything, and it's not just the Texans, but you think how demoralizing it is to be on the other side of a one-play drive. Oh, yeah. And look, the quick strike ability helps so much. You love to ground clock. You want to see that kind of drive as well. But, man, every once in a while, you need one of those quickies in order to just get on the board, answer a score, whatever the case may be, add to yours. And everything you're just saying, it's practice, right? Even if he was throwing picks, it's practice. These are the times to make mistakes. And look at all the throws he did make today. And I know you mentioned that. Look at all the plays he made today with that offense. It's going to be fun to watch. The short to intermediate passing game is on target so far. We'll see how it goes as they develop this running game as they will be in pads on Monday. All right. Well, Johnny and I had a chance to catch up with Nick Casario as practice got underway today. Let's hear some of that as Texans training camp number 21 in franchise history gets underway 21st for the texans 22nd for myself so nice. <laughs> wow. there's some symmetry there yeah absolutely <laughs> can we address something right out of the shoot here sure. first we have to address this so i go to my closet the you very look much first better day, than i do <laughs> and i bring out the vest knowing that the gm of the texans oh, is yeah. on here and i'm like okay i gotta you know pay homage uh, i wear the vest i come out here no vest in the office more of an in the office oh, okay. attire right. as opposed to a practice field okay. so we'll All set right. that premise okay we're good so, we're okay good. yeah but how about you have the long sleeves on yeah. which is good for the sun protection yes. and i really need to do this i mean yeah. my gosh and you have the vest and another shirt on of course you're not going to go vest with no sleeves because that would be a little too nah, that's showing off too much yeah, absolutely <laughs> all right so nick what are we looking at today? You mentioned OTA-type practices the first two days and the ramp-up. So when will we see the team in pads? How will that process Yeah, go? that'll be Monday. So really, this is almost an extension and a continuation of some of the things that we did in the spring. You have certain time parameters that are in place as a part of the NFL's protocol. So mm-hmm. we'll get a lot of work done. It'll be similar to, I would say, the spring practice. Um, there'll be a lot of emphasis on team. The contact will be minimal, so it'll be more about timing, more about execution, more about communication, and more about those types of things. Nick, I know you addressed this, and we just want to discuss it with you, John Mechie. Uh, the unfortunate news that we got from him on Sunday before guys reported. How, obviously, you spoke very eloquently about him and getting him back from a football perspective. How does it impact the receivers, if at all? Yeah, not necessarily. I think even when you start training camp, there's things that could happen. You can have an injury during the course of training camp or something that comes up that might cause you to change course or do something a little bit different. So the focus will be on his recovery from a health standpoint, his health and well-being. That'll be the, the emphasis. Football is secondary. You know, we'll address it on our end from a football standpoint, but that's what training camp is for, to see what players can take advantage of their opportunities and put them in a position for potentially a bigger role this season. From a football standpoint, I guess we, on this side of the table, label guys slot receiver or not, and I know players can do multiple things, but you want them to be multiple, right? You want them to be versatile. I think it's a great point, Mark. You you, you don't want to necessarily just – if a player only does one thing – 
that's okay, but then he better excel at that one particular right. thing. So the way the formationing goes, sometimes the formation is reduced. Sometimes he's on the perimeter. Sometimes you're inside the formation, but you're inside the formation. It might be more of a schematic type thing. So I think the emphasis is more on football players and what they can do and what are some of their strengths and how you deploy those assets. Some of it is really situationally based as well. When you look at where the league is, it's a, it's a – a, multi-defensive back league so even against 12 personnel or detroit or even against some regular teams are playing some nickel defense so it's just a matter of who's in that extra spot whether it's a linebacker whether it's a safe uh, excuse me a uh, secondary player and then when you get to multiple receivers 11 personnel you're going to have so how many times you're going to be in 11 where are your receivers deployed a lot of receivers are going to move around a formation some of it is scheme based some of it is situationally based so I would say you don't necessarily just want to pigeonhole a player into one particular area. I would say that's really more situational specific. Nick, when you think back a, a year ago and first training camp here in Houston for you, when you think about where this team is now, where the program organization is now, is it where you're wanting it to go? Is it on track with where you wanted it to be when you started building this last year? Yeah, I think the best way to approach it is we're excited about the 2022 season. I think the commitment, the work ethic, the attitude of our players throughout the course of the offseason has been good. So now we want to transfer that in here into training camp and see if we can continue to extend that. So ultimately it'll be about performance, it'll be about execution. So from that perspective, I think we're excited about what's in front of us. So I think now the focus is going out there each day and trying to improve as an overall team in all three phases. What about install versus improvement and fundamental work this time of year, particularly early in camp before you get into that second week and toward the first preseason game? No, it's a great question, Mark. Right now it's a little bit more install, get the calls in, and then next week it will be a little bit more of a focus on individual specific techniques because when you put the pads on, it really you're talking about the running game, and I would say you're talking about pass protection and tackling mm-hmm. and finishing plays. So hand placement, body position, leverage, all the fundamentals that go into being a good football player, we'll have the opportunity to work on those things really starting Monday when we haven't had the chance to work on those going back to, let's call it when we were in pads, which was back in January. So that'll be the next step in the overall phase of a player's development. And you'll see more one-on-ones. You'll see O-line, D-line one-on-ones. You'll see receiver, defensive back one-on-one, where you can actually work on some of those fundamental techniques. So then you take the individual techniques and you apply them within a team setting. And then the scheme, we'll have our playbook in, if you will, over the first couple weeks, 85 90% of it. And then you'll pick and choose what you'll use in the preseason games. And then once you get to the regular season, it'll be about specific things against that particular opponent and how we're going to use the resources we have. You know I'm going to ask about rookies. You just know it. Every conversation <laughs> with us, you topic. Know, I'm sticking it in there, the rookies. But I think it's important at training camp because they've never been through this. They might have done it at Auburn or LSU or a big-time program, but it's a different feel. I was talking to J.J. earlier, one of our interns, and he was like, whoa, this is different than OTAs. How do you help the rookies? And even some guys that are going through their first training camp, how do you help them manage this? Absolutely. It's about education really more than anything else and having the resources available in the building. So we have a lot of people in the building that kind of help facilitate their movement throughout the course of the day. If they have a question, hopefully we can provide them an answer. I think the big thing with any player, specifically rookies, is just establishing a consistent routine each day. Even within the context of you're going to practice, then you're going to have an off day. So what do I do on my off day to maximize my recovery? There's some extra work I can do. I can anticipate what the install is going to be for the next day. So it's really more about personal accountability and commitment and your work ethic and your attitude and just being smart uh, with and, and diligent with the time that you have. You just have more 
free time as an NFL player, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have less time. So you have to just use your time wisely and figure out a routine that works for you so that you can optimize your performance each day. Nick, the old cliche is this time of year, defense should be ahead of the offense because they're looking to destroy something, and the offense is looking to create something. Where do you stand on that? How accurate is that? (laughs) Yeah, the reality is each side of the ball is going to make good plays and we're going to have bad plays. And so the idea behind practice is go out there, run plays, execute the plays, go back, review them. If there was an error or a gap, let's figure out what happened, understand why, and then here's what we're going to do to fix it. And then those good plays kind of keep stringing them together. But when you're working amongst yourself, somebody's going to have the advantage on a particular play. If we turn the ball over, then it's either the defense created that turnover, they took the ball away to use Lovey's term, or offensively we gave it to them. So if we gave it to them, all right, we have to be more conscious of taking care of the football. So you're looking at everything. You're looking at both sides. I think from Lovey's perspective, even though he's calling the defense, he's still looking at the offense and trying to look at the overall execution. And then you factor in the kicking game. So each day something good's going to happen, something bad's going to happen. We're going to have to get something fixed. What you don't want to do is start to see the same mistakes over and over and over and have error repeaters. That's what you want to avoid. How important is Monday when you put the pads on, especially for the big fellas, when you haven't seen them? Like you said, you haven't seen big guys in pads since January. Now all of a sudden we're almost all the way to August. What's the biggest thing about day one in pads coming up Monday? Absolutely. That's real football. Yeah. I mean, that's where you can measure. You can work on blocking techniques. You can work on double teams. You can work on your hand placement. You can work on leverage. Leverage, body control, body position. That's how football is played. Can you defeat blocks? Can you get off a block? Can we move a defender on a double team block and then allow the entry point for the back? Those are the things that you're going to have the opportunity. And you're really, your body and your mind are going to go through a little bit of an adjustment period. It's just psychologically you have a little bit of extra weight. You've been running around in shorts. You have your helmet on. You have the guardian caps on. Now you're going to add shoulder pads. You're going to add lower pads, knee pads, thigh pads. It's a little bit extra weight. So it's going to take some getting acclimated to and adjusted to. So that'll be probably first and foremost what everybody's thinking about nick i know you want to run the football better you have some familiar faces on the offensive line you have some new faces on the offensive line this blocking scheme how different is it from what we saw last year what are they working on now to change and improve in that category yeah running the football it's about the offensive line it's about the tight end it's about the back so it's about creating entry points about creating angles it's understanding the front it's understanding what we're trying to accomplish on the play so that's where really kind of the focus and the emphasis will be. So in order to run, the, in order to be a good offensive team, you have to be able to run the football to some degree. And conversely, on the defensive side of the ball, you have to be able to stop the run. So being able to run the ball, being able to stop the run, playing physical and playing good in the kicking game, those are components that can win to potentially giving you the opportunity to be a decent team. So we need to improve in all areas. I would say that's an area we can only go up. So hopefully we can make some progress. But it's a collective effort. It's the backs. It's the offensive line. It's all those. It's the five of them. It's the fullback if he's involved in the play. It's the tight end. So it's a communicative effort, and it's a collective effort, and it just takes more than one person. Nick, you mentioned something earlier that maybe fans are not familiar with the guardian cap. The NFL has taken a huge stance in safety, and if you're out of practice, you're going to see the players looking a little bit different because it looks like they got a gizmo helmet on and like wait what is that what is the guardian cap and why was it brought into play this year yeah great question actually there's a few teams that kind of experimented last year kind of on a pilot basis but it's an extra layer of protection on their helmet that goes on over the top of their helmet so the offensive and defensive line and the linebackers kind of the front seven what it does it helps minimize the impact of contact so even though it looks like it's a big balloon on their head it's really for their health and safety and when there's a collision so if two players both have the cap and there's some kind of collision 
it minimizes the percentage of the actual impact of that hit. So if you have a guardian cap with a non you know, offensive line blocking a safety, and mm-hmm. there's so even though the defensive back doesn't have the cap, there's still a reduction in the right. overall impact. So the league has been very proactive on health and safety, and it's really for the benefit of the players. So that was the institution of that particular device. All right, Nick, we know you need to watch practice. One more for you. Where will you go from here? Where will you watch practice from, and what are you looking for first? Is there an area you want to float to first? Yeah, once we get to the team periods, stand behind the drills and just kind of watching the play yeah. and just kind of go following the script, looking at the play call, what's the assignment, who executed what. Are we taking away from your throwing time right now? <laughs> no, I think I might be retired from throwing. Throwing, so I'm getting too old for that. Don't so. say it. No. Don't say I would say it. this. Whenever we bring a player into workout, if we have to throw to the player, then I'll handle that. So oh, I've to worry seen you throw that. a plenty of produce. Loosen up the wing. Let's yeah, go. Get it ready. All right, Nick, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, guys. There's Nick Casario coming up on the program. We're going to have Christian Kirksey in a visit with D.B. Sidhu. You want to hear from him. And also A.J. Can on that O-line. Came over from the Jaguars. Drew Doherty asks his Drew's Dozen questions, and there might be some singing involved. Stay tuned. It's Texans Radio. Great to have you listening. Friday night fun as training camp day one is in the books for the Houston Texans. Saturday practice, Sunday day off, Monday in pads, and we'll be out there Monday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. with Texans training camp live right out of the gate. Lovey Smith will be visiting with me and John Harris. It's going to be fun. Mark Vandermeer with you. But let's get to D.P. Sidhu, who catches up now with the veteran linebacker, Christian Kirksey. Year nine, how does it feel to be back out here for camp? It feels good. Um, a bunch of guys is running around. You know, we're, we're working for a common goal, man, and we, we're, we're hungry. Uh, we know what type of team we have. Uh, we believe in Lovey. We believe in this whole coaching staff. And right now we're just building that team chemistry. And, uh, you know, we're just building to move forward, man, and uh, I'm excited. We're going we're gonna to go, uh, go and do great things this year. All right, you got Lovey Smith as head coach. He was defensive coordinator last year. How is the vibe different? Obviously, he's still defensive coordinator, but now that he's the head coach, does the vibe of the team feel different? Is it different how he runs things? Because now his time's a little bit split, you know. He can't just do defense. He's got to oversee the whole team. I don't know how he do it, but he don't miss a beat in defensive meeting room. Um, and he still has full control uh, over the, 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 the whole team. So he's doing a great job, man. You don't, you don't, you don't see a, a difference. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's there in the defensive meeting. He's there in the team meeting. He's always there um, uh, at the time that he's needed. So I think that the team respect him. Uh, we're moving in the way that he wants us to move. And, uh, you know, he's changing the culture, man. He's, 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 he's bringing good football to, to Texas. And uh, he's just bidding on what we have right now. So uh, we're excited about that. How about for you personally? You obviously wanted to come back. You want to build on what you did last year, and you feel like you're one of the leaders of the team, and I think the team does look at you as one of the leaders, but what are some of the things that you want to build on here in camp? You, you're familiar with the system, but you want to get better, obviously, in year two here. Yeah, we want to take that, that, next, that next step. Um, and I say we as in a team, but uh, particularly um, on our side of the ball, defense. Um, you know, we did some good things last year, and we just want to build from that. We got a bunch of the same players coming back uh, with some new additions that, you know, like, you know, Jerry Hughes, uh, Mario Addison, like those guys um, that are, are very good at what they do. And we, we bring those guys on on board. Uh, and this defense could be unstoppable. So I'm just excited about what we have. And uh, also, I want to come back just because, you know, Lovey is a legend in my eyes. Um, I have so much respect for Lovey. You know, uh, what he did, you know, uh, early in his career and what he's doing now, man, is just one of those things where you look up to. And, uh, you know, I'm honored to be able to, you know, play linebacker in his defense. And, uh, you know, I'm just ready for the season to start and just, 
you know, go and win some football games. So I'm, I'm excited, and that, that was one of the major factors of me coming back. He holds the linebackers in high regard. He calls them the brain trust of his defense. So when you look at this linebacking group, you you got a few guys returning from last year. you got some rookies like Christian Harris. What excites you most about the brain trust, the linebacker core heading into 2022? Uh, when you have um, that power in that room, uh, you got to take full control, and um, that comes with, you know, great responsibility. And, uh, you know, we take full force of that responsibility. And our guys in our in our room, man, um, they all are leaders. Uh, we know we all are are like-minded. You know, um, our our style of play is is, is about the same, man. And um, from top to bottom uh, on the depth chart, guys can go out there and play. Uh, you don't you won't miss a step, you won't miss a beat, and that's uh, something that we take pride in. And as a linebacker in this defense, you know, you hear about the Brian Airlockers, you know, uh, guys that are Hall of Famers, and you get to play in that same defense, man. It's, it's a spark for us. So uh, we're just trying to follow in the footsteps of some great linebackers that played in this defense, and uh, we're ready to go. All right, I know we don't talk about last year, but you were here last year in training camp. What did you learn about training camp in Houston in this heat in August that you want to pass on to some of your newer teammates this year? Man, drink up. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Um, and even then, it's probably not enough. It's, it's not it's not enough. But Lovey, you know, he's 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 helping us out by having these early morning practices to where like we can beat that sun, being in the middle of the sky, and uh, beat some of this humidity. Um, but stay hydrated, stay hydrated, because you're gonna sweat a lot. Um, just make sure you know you you drink about every hour. All right, veteran move by Lovey for the early practices, oh, yeah. and always a pleasure speaking with veteran Christian Kirksey. Thanks so much for the time, Christian. All right, thank you. Good stuff there from D.B. Sidhu and Christian Kirksey. And she mentioned this morning during our visit on Texans Training Camp Live that it feels like he's been around here forever now because you have so many new faces, new veterans, new rookies. Last year, obviously, a huge haul for Nick Casario. And this year, even more when you look at more rookies. And then you have some added veterans as well. Let's get to one of those added veterans, and that would be A.J. Can coming over from the Jaguars. Let's hear Drew Doherty ask his Drew's Dozen to A.J. Can. A.J., first things first, thank you for uh, coming to Houston. We're excited that you're here. It's glad. It's good that we're not tussling with you anymore like we used to in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, man. It feels good, man. You know, uh, I've been telling people I'm on the right side of the tracks now, so it's time to get business started, man. All right. Well, with all that in mind, you're noted horseman. You recently uh, have been riding horses. How's that going? Good so far. You know, the uh, first time on it, it was a little, I, I wasn't so sure about it, but now after the taking a little trail on the horse, I might have to get my get myself one one day. Never know. Really? Is that, was that uh, enjoyable for you? It, well, more, more so enjoyable for, enjoyable for my kids, man. My daughter and my son really loved it, and I was teasing my wife about it, and I'm pretty sure if I get the one, I'm going to have to be riding it sometime. So, hey, who knows? All right, so what's your favorite animal since we're on the subject of animals? Favorite animal, favorite animal, favorite animal. I don't know, man, that's a tough one. It's, it's been a minute since I've been asked that question. Okay, let's come back to that okay. later. Which, which would you rather? Would you rather be a bear that gets to hibernate or a caterpillar that turns into a butterfly? Which, one's a, which one of those is cooler? I probably would like to be a, a bear that gets to hibernate, man, because they get some good sleeping, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like being an athlete, you got to get good rest. And you're a parent, and being a father, you could use some good rest, couldn't you? <laughs> I could use some good rest. You're right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I often am envious of bears and, and the hibernation stuff. I've got kids, too. What's your trick to beat the heat? You've been through heat, played your college ball at South Carolina. You played in Jacksonville. Now you're here. Hot places all. Well, I think... Part of that would be, you know, drinking as much as you can, hydrating. But the other half, I guess I'm just kind of used to it now. You know what I'm saying? Been raised in it from South Carolina, drafted to a hot place in Jacksonville. Now I'm continuing my career here in Houston where it's hot. So 
I would say I'm kind of used to it by now. And hey, you're a professional. You know, you guys do this year round. You've, you've got great education about it, great nutrition. That kind of makes it easier too, doesn't it? Sure does. Which would you rather be, a superstar comedian or a superstar recording artist? I'm going to go recording artist, man, because, you know, I, I like music from time. I like listening to music from time to time, so I might, I might go recording artist. Who's your, who are some of your favorites? A favorite right now would be hard to say. I'm more of a, I'm more of a song guy. If I hear a song and I like it, yeah. I'm going to listen to it. So I'm not really just stuck on, oh, this artist the whole time, that artist the whole time. If you, if you put some plug in my phone, then you're going to get some rock. You're going to get some gospel music. You're going to get some, some, uh, some rap music, some R&B. Man, you're going to get it all. You mix it up. Do you sing along? <laughs> of course I sing along. All right, what's the latest thing you've sung along to? The latest thing I sung along to. What was Maybe it was on the drive-in. I don't know. My daughter, you know, we listen. We've been listening to sing to a lot, and my daughter loves to sing. When the wolf is flying down and this girl is on fire, that's been my jam in the car for a while. All right. oh, especially over the break, my daughter this past couple weeks. How terrific are the sing movies in tandem? Terrific, especially with me because I watch them. I, I was watching them like every day, so they're good. Buster Moon, man, <laughs> he's he's something else. So this girl is on fire. Let's get going. One, two, three. This girl is on fire. We're a good tandem, man. You know we could, we could, I don't know. I'm not going to say we could take it on the road, but do you play any instruments or have you played any instruments in your life? I've been on a, back in college, you know, FCA. I get on a little drum a little bit with oh, the okay. choir there and I do the hand drum. That's the latest, that's the latest thing. Percussionist. You're a percussionist. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hey, if you can keep the beat, you can be a musician. So there you go. You know I just saying? made that up maybe. I, maybe I didn't make it up or I've heard it too many times. So. What surprises people the most about you when they find out? X about you. I consider myself like like a chameleon because I'm really a really introverted guy, very very introverted. But I don't have a problem with you know stepping out and and you know when it comes to me hanging out and hanging out with people, you know I, I can open up a little bit. But I'm really really introverted type of dude. Okay, yeah. all right. Is it true that offensive linemen stereotypically are the smartest players on the entire team? Hey, we gotta be. You know what I'm saying? You know you got a lot to learn mentally. Stuff can switch on you, switch on you at the drop of a second. You got to be able to react. So of course we got to be the smartest group on the field, next to the QBs too. All right, back to Sing. Who's your favorite Sing character of all? My favorite Sing character. He's not. He doesn't really sing much, man. But I like Buster, man. Buster's the guy. Buster is the guy. I like his secretary, the lizard. She's hilarious. <laughs> she is. She is. What is his name? Uh, Miss Crawley. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love her, especially on the scene when the when the eye when the eye pop out every now and then. There. She might. She she a close one to Buster Moon. I just like how she started everything by like making the copies and uh, <laughs> yes for uh, a million or whatever. But anyways, AJ Kent, this has been a heck of a lot of fun. We're glad you're here. We can't wait to talk with you again. Man, if I attempted to sing "This Girl's on Fire" by Alicia Keys in the proper octave, I know I'd hurt myself. Terrence Brooks doing things properly out here, making plays, the safety out of Florida State. What did he have to say about the SEC and fellow Florida schools, University of Florida with DP? Not DP, but DP, Damian Pierce, and also the University of Miami. And more importantly about this Houston Texans team, the differences between Lovey Smith as coach of the team and defensive coordinator. He's still the coordinator, but he's also the head coach now. Terrence will tell us. That's coming up here on Texans All Access. A reminder that Monday morning, John Harris and I are back out on the field at the Houston Methodist Training Center, 8 to 10 a.m., and Lovey Smith joins us right out of the chute at 8 a.m. Sean and Seth at 6 to 8, and Landry Locker and John Lopez at 10 a.m. Landry's camp questions right before their show goes on, and we'll have a ton of other stuff as well next week. And Saturday's practice, we're going to be covering it on Twitter, Facebook, all the platforms, so just follow us. It's a good idea. Terrence Brooks, follow him in the secondary. Had a nice pass breakup today. In fact, I think I begin this segment with Brooks asking him about just that.
Nice practice for you today. Yes, Saw sir. you with a PBU. Yes, sir. I didn't see all of it because I'm over <laughs> here. But uh, how do you feel it went for you and the defensive backs in general? Man, I feel like I've been stacking some good days, man. Just pretty much keeping myself on film, making sure I'm seeing out there, making good plays, uh, being very vocal. One of the veterans in the group, so I try to be a leader in that sense. But, um, man, it's, it's going good. I love to come out here and compete. I'm one of those old school, you know, physical <laughs> players, you know. Man, I just love the game. I, I'm so happy to be out here and to get another opportunity with my ninth year. It's, it's amazing. Terrence, I said this when I wrote my roster preview about you. You've seen it all, done it all. Yes, sir. But how comfortable are you in the second year of a defense now that your second year here in Lovey's defense? Oh, man, it's the game is so much slower for me. Um, it's just I, I love the defense, and I love love you even more, man. Yeah. He, he creates a, a, a great defense for us to play fast in, to not think as much, and to just go out there and be ourselves. And I feel like he puts us all in positions to make plays. Um, and the rest is just really up to us, man, just studying the game, being students of it, and uh, just going out there and balling, man. So I, I love it. I feel like I always, when I step on the field, I want to feel like I'm the best one out there. So that's what I go out there with that pride. I think this is a good question for all you guys on defense, which is Lovey was your coordinator last year. Now he's the head coach, but he's still your coordinator. So what's the difference there in that dynamic? Honestly, it's just it's cool to see him talk more and give more of his opinion on things and kind of how he runs the show. Um, that's no knock on our previous coach, but um, he's just – I just love the guy, man. He's very real with us. He treats us like adults. He's not one of those yell, cuss you out type of guys. He really makes you understand the game and what he expects from you. And um, he just makes you want to play for him. And I think that's like a huge thing that really resonates with all the players here. Terrence, a competition's a big thing at practice. You're in your ninth year. You've been the rookie. You've been the vet. Now you're the quote-unquote seasoned vet. Do you feel a responsibility when you have young guys in your secondary room, not maybe for everything they do, but to be a resource, to be the OG, to be the guy that they turn to when it's on-field, off-field, you know, something they might be struggling with. Do you feel a responsibility, in a sense, for being that guy for them? Um, you do feel somewhat of a responsibility just because, you you know, you have – the knowledge of it so why wouldn't you pass that to the next man sure. to give him that leg up and um for me that was something i, I kind of lacked a little bit like going through my rookie years and stuff like that but um you know one guy that i i always give a shout out to is devin mccordy he was yeah. one guy who took me under his wing while i was at the patriots and really like just just taught me the game of course i was in the locker room you know joking with them about how old they are putting all the icy <laughs> hot on their knees and whatnot and it was so crazy i i remember calling him in the beginning of the year and was like, man, I keep walking around. And everybody's calling me OG and everything like that. And he was like, man, just look at it as a blessing. You've yeah. been able to stay in this league that long, and you're able to pass that knowledge on to those guys. So whenever I see them struggling with, with anything with ball, hey, I'm here. If it's something outside of ball, which I think is very important, especially to bring it here on the field and compete well, that's something I try to help with as well because it's, it's not all football. We aren't all football. We're human beings too. We go home to our families, and we have issues as well. So really protecting those guys' mental and making sure that they're good to, to go out here. All right, we always talk about how the O-line and the defensive backs are the tightest position groups on the team, right? I would imagine you'd agree with that, yes or no? Yes, yes. Okay, but I see corners and safeties broken up, uh-huh. right, from time to time in practice. Yeah. What about that, the corners and the safeties? I know there's no rivalry there, yeah. but how does that dynamic go between you guys? Oh, man, honestly, it's just competition all across yeah. the board. I mean, even down to ping pong in the locker room, we're over there getting it. But, uh, man, honestly, we're just trying to iron sharp as iron. We compete yeah. in every drill that we can go against each other. Um, anytime we come together, we make sure that, hey, we're a unit. We want to make sure this team run through us and the energy as well. And um, it's just been awesome, man. We we love to compete against the offense. That's our opponent right now. So those are the only guys that, you know, we get a chance to go out there and talk crap to and, you know, play ball yeah. against. But 
Man, I, I love that secondary from the corners all the way to the safeties. It's, it's amazing. Okay, this is going to be not a question, but we were just talking about how many training camps we've been here for. Yeah. We've always worn one helmet. Uh-huh. One. One. Tomorrow, you put the red helmet oh, on. yeah? Yeah. How do you get this information? Yeah, uh, we're privileged. I see that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you've seen the red helmet. Yes. How fire is it? How excited are you to put it on tomorrow? Man, I love it. Now that it. I broke that news Yeah, to you. I love it, man. I'm actually looking forward to now. Go get me some good sleep and be ready for that. <laughs> but, man, those things are sweet. We all see them when we walk in the locker room. They're kind of teasing us right yeah. now. But um, they got us fitted up and ready to go for them, man. I think it's going to be cool to see it, especially for the fans as well. Switch it up a little bit, give it a little more energy. It'd be yeah. awesome. Terrence Brooks with us. All right, a couple more for you. Yes, what are you seeing in this offense right now? <sighs> I, I love the connection with Davis and um, Cooks. They, mm. They're on point. It seems like they've been working together since last year, like pretty much all through the offseason and everything. The chemistry is amazing. Um, the O-line's getting after it. I mean, I, I love how explosive they are. We really got some guys over there who can create mismatches and just really get after it. And I love it. And to me, the, the unsung guys are the O-linemen. Those, those yeah. guys, man, I mean – you just can't speak enough about them. They are nasty. They love to get after it. I mean, and they compete just like we do. So it's it's amazing to see an LT and those guys, Tyson. I mean, it's tight as it. I mean, it's amazing. I love those guys. All right, Terrence. We drafted a Gator. We have signed a few Hurricanes. Ew. How are you feeling about all that? I mean, your feelings. <laughs> I about think you do this Canes to me every Gators. time. <laughs> I do. I've always got to ask. We always got to <sighs> bring that part up because that's when the emotion comes out. Sure. When you start talking about those two teams for sure. <sighs> Dude, like I said before, I, Hurricanes, I really, they're cool. They're I mean, cool, they're not yeah. even worried about those You're all right guys. with Mark. They, just the that. Gators, I just, nah. Yeah. It's just something about him, man. That. I can't stand it. So you got it. something for DP when he comes to the line with that? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. When he got, first got here, you know, I was talking some noise to him too. But, man, I, I love that he's even from the South, and he's a, he's a guy who has that grit to him. Yeah. And he runs, I mean, he runs the ball hard. Yeah. And I love that about him. So, hey, if we can bring him on, even though he's a Gator, he can contribute and make some plays for him, I'm all with him. But I, I tell you guys, watch out for that guy. He's, he's special. Yeah. What's going to happen with the ACC, in your opinion? I mean, what, Florida State, let's say the SEC says we want to get even bigger yeah. and we want Florida State. Yeah. It's kind of a natural fit, yet uh, it's the SEC. It's going to take some time. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to lie, man. I, I'll stick for Florida State all day, but it's definitely going to take some time to get those recruits in, to be able to compete on those levels with Alabama and LSU and those guys. But we do have a test coming up, mm -hmm. the first game against LSU this year. So um, I'm excited to see it, but if, if hey, if you want to go in there with that type of smoke and noise, I mean, you got to come bring it. So I'm all for it. So you're gonna have a something, something with Derek, with Sting? <sighs> of course. I won't speak yeah. on it, but yeah, me and him already got a little something going on. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens, man. We're both gonna be tuned in. You know that. Uh, that's, that's gonna be a fire good. first week, oh, man. Yeah. Florida State, LSU. Uh, There's some good ball games. Off, Georgia, Oregon taking place. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Good week one. All wait. right, Terrence. Thanks a lot for being yeah, with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Ter Terrence Brooks, hard guy not to like. Seminole, I'll forgive him for that. Look, I like the Florida State Seminoles, even though I'm a Miami Hurricane. It's kind of a mutual admiration society. I've been through that before. We don't need to do that again right now. We do need to remind you to go to the Texans app. All your information on tickets, the schedule, training camp, it's all there. Texans app or HoustonTexans.com. Thanks so much for listening tonight. Have a great evening. Go Texans!